0: and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. God, we praise You, we honor You, and we love You. Be honored by our time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning everyone. Welcome to our morning worship and prayer. We're continuing on with our series on miracles where we see that our God is a mighty, miracle-working God. The things God says and does give us a glimpse of His kingdom and how He is as King. And our prayer is that the more we know about His miracles, the more we experience His miracles, the more we would know Him and let Him be known. Let me ask you this question. What would you give to someone who gives their best in something? What would you give to someone who gives their best in something? Probably you're a parent and you see your children giving their best in their studies. Probably you'd give the best rewards. Or probably you're an employer and you see your employees working overtime, giving their best to the task and to the job at hand probably as an employer you'd give the best incentives isn't it or probably you're a spouse and you see your wife taking care of the house with the best effort or probably you see your husband you're you're a wife and you see your husband providing the best for the family probably you'd give them the best appreciation, isn't it? Or probably you're a professor or a teacher and you see your students studying with their best for an exam, you'd give the best grades probably, isn't it? Now to someone who gives their best, isn't it just fitting to give the best as a response in return? You see in the story that we're about to read this morning, Jesus was about to give his best and about to lay down his all. And let's see three things that people have given him as a response, knowing that he would later on lay down his best. Could I ask everybody to open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 19, verses 28 to 38. Luke chapter 19, verses 28 to 38. And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem, when he drew near Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus. And throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the lord peace in heaven and glory in the highest and some of the pharisees in the crowd said to him teacher rebuke your disciples he answered i tell you if these were silent the very stones would cry out the word of the lord for us this morning you see the bible in our bibles this segment would usually be entitled the triumphal entry or jesus triumphal entry and there is something significant in this story that four of the gospel writers write about this we find this story in luke chapter 19 but also in matthew 21 mark 11 and john chapter 12 and each of the gospel writers write about jesus sending two of his disciples to fetch a young male donkey or young male horse, less than four years old. They bring it to him. The owner of the coat gives it for Jesus' use. And in the accounts, people would praise God, praise Jesus, and welcome him triumphantly as he enters Jerusalem. Now, four of the gospel writers chronicle this, but Matthew and John say that this is actually a prophecy fulfilled. From the book of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, it says there, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion! Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey." You see, usually back during the time of Jesus, generals and kings would usually ride horses or war horses when they entered the city. But here we see Jesus riding on a humble donkey. But you see, this um, animal would usually be ridden by a merchant, by a man of peace, or by someone who is royal. Now, this also points to Jesus coming from a royal lineage, the king himself. Now, two miracles in this story. First, the prophecy fulfilled. What God had prophesied through the prophet Zechariah, now fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And it tells us that what God had promised, he would always fulfill. No prophecy has been left unfulfilled, and this time around, prophecy fulfilled in the life of Christ. Second miracle in this story, Jesus predicts what would happen, the cult being given for his service, and predicts everything just as he had said. Now, some Bible scholars would say this is something that Jesus predicted, while other Bible scholars would say this is something prearranged. But nonetheless, the disciples, when they obeyed Jesus, it happened just as Jesus said. Now, three things that Jesus receives from different characters in the story, in our prayer is that we too would give this to Jesus as a response. First, obedience. Obedience, the obedience of His disciples. You see, Jesus sent His disciples to fetch this coat. In verse 29 to 32, it says there, He sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of this. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told him. Obedience of the disciples. They were asked to go to say and they were sent away. They obeyed Jesus. That's something that they gave to Him. Now, for all of us today, could it be that there is something that God is also asking us to do as an act of obedience? Something God is asking us to do out of faith. May we obey Him just like the disciples did. Second thing that Jesus received, service and surrender. Service and surrender. The service and surrender of the colt owner. Verse 33 to 35 says this As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? And they said, The Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus. It's as if that statement, because Jesus needs it, the Lord Jesus has need of it. It was enough for the owner to give his possession. To surrender the cult and use it as a means to serve the Lord and serve the Master. Is there something that Jesus is asking us to serve Him with or to surrender to Him? And if we hear Him because the Lord has need of it for His honor, for His glory, would we serve and surrender that? Him. I pray that just like the cult owner, we too would do that for Jesus because the Lord had need of it. Third thing that Jesus received praise praise the praise of the multitude verse 35 to 38 says this and they brought it to jesus and throwing their cloaks on the coat they set jesus on it and as he rode along they spread their cloaks on the road as he was drawing near already on the way down to the mount of olives the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise god with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Luke writes it this way, but John, on the other hand, gives us more detail. John says that people were praising God because they saw miraculous sign. They saw Lazarus raised from the dead. So they were declaring, praising Jesus for who he is and what God has done through him. And as this statement is written by Luke, blessed is the king, who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest, I can't help but be reminded of what the angels announced when Jesus too came as a baby in a lowly manger. Peace to all on whom his favor rests. Glory to the Lord on high. Hosanna in the highest. You see, just as Jesus came on a lowly manger as a baby, here we see Jesus riding on a lowly colt. On a lowly donkey during this triumphal entry. Now, this triumphal entry was actually an entry on the journey towards the cross. Luke chapter 9, verse 28 says this And when he had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. Other translations say, He set his eyes towards Jerusalem. He set his sight toward Jerusalem. Now, jesus already knew beforehand what the religious leaders had in mind to plot his arrest to kill him that he would die at the hands of religious leaders now this triumphal entry people were rejoicing and welcoming him but he knew just a few days later one week later and a few chapters after this passage in luke we will see him die buried Crucified, died, buried, and resurrected, Jesus knew what was ahead. But Jesus' triumphal entry was part of his journey to lay his life down for you and for me. Jesus' triumphal entry was part of his journey to lay his life down to save you and me. He set his sight on Jerusalem. He set his way on the way to the cross so that you and I could be saved by his life, death, and resurrection, and that's what makes us say what was given to Jesus, obedience, service and surrender, and the praise of the multitude. He deserves it. To one who gave his best, only the best is fitting as a response. I pray that we would respond the same way. To him who gave his best for you and for me, when he died for us on the cross, we would give him the best response. To obey Him, serve Him, surrender to Him, and praise Him. Jesus is worthy of our obedience, service, surrender, and praise. Towards the end of the story, there was something that the enemies of Jesus could not take. Verse 39 to 40 says this, Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Him, "'Teacher, rebuke your disciples.' And He answered, "'I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out.'" Simply put, the enemies of Jesus didn't want His people, His disciples, to praise Him. But Jesus was saying, "'Even the stones would worship Him because He is worthy to be praised.'" Why don't we do that? Let's respond in praise to Jesus who deserves our obedience, service, surrender, and praise as we sing this song once more.
1: Cause you are
0: Jesus just like what your word says you have given your best when you set your sight to die on the cross for all of us to attain salvation to save sinners like us God we praise you for your sacrifice thank you for loving us all the way to the cross and because you rose and are alive forevermore, we're guaranteed life in eternity with you. So God, we praise you. As a response for your love and sacrifice, we say we give you and respond with our best. May we obey you. May we serve you with our all. May we surrender to you. And may we praise you all our days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Here in the passage, we saw Jesus entering Jerusalem on the way to the cross. And perhaps at this time, He's asking, would you allow Him entry into your heart and into your life? If you want to receive Jesus in your life as Lord and Savior, send us a message. We'd love to journey with you and pray for you. God bless you. Have an amazing day ahead. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit
1: us on facebook.com slash victoryph.